Welcome to Escape to the Magic Podcast. This is Ryan. I'm Dak. And I'm Randy. And we are your hosts, coming to you each and every week with a fresh take on something Disney, because, well, we love Disney. We love to talk about it. We are here to escape with you to the most magical place on Earth. On this week's episode, Randy's given us his second half of his trip recap. We play a little game, the magical scenario with a twist. Marry, date, and dump. Come along. Let's do this. So we finished off, I believe you were finishing up the day at Magic Kingdom. You had just put in 15 miles your first day, I believe another 10 with a pool break day two. Yeah, lunch and pool break. So it was pretty amazing, right? Because we left, we left the park to do two things effectively, right? One was go get lunch at the Poly, and two was go back to the resort for just a small little siesta in R&R. So quick question, what's the record number of miles you put in in one day? In one day, so this trip would be it, right? 15, 15. Is, is the most. I've, I've done 14 and 14 point something multiple times, but but this is the highest at 15. Um, you know, here's what's interesting about this trip, and, and Dak and I were talking a little about this before, you know, in, in pre-production here, we were talking... I just, I look back and I'm like, how did we pull this off? I mean, uh, this is something that I think folks have to prepare themselves for a little bit, which is, you know, and I've talked about this many times in different places, but it's about managing expectations. Sometimes your plan is to go, 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 go. And it sounds awesome in your head, but by the middle of either the first day or the second or the third day in the Florida heat and then the Mm. rain that intermittently comes and, you know, your party is, you know, not everybody can survive that kind of a pace. I don't mean like they're going to die, but but you could like the, the elements are not good. Like you need to kind of be in better shape. You need to be uh, in good shape mentally as well. I mean, this is not like a relaxing trip to the beach. No, you are. You are. I mean, I've known people that have a month before their trip. Hey, we're going to walk in the evenings. We're going to gradually get from yeah. one to two to three miles every evening, preparing our feet yeah. and our shins and our calves and our legs for the rigors of walking around yeah. the Florida heat yeah. and putting in 10, 12 miles a day. So, yeah, you have to be ready for that because it's not <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're going to Disney to relax, it's not going to work out that way. Probably you can relax in a lot of different ways at Disney. But physically speaking, like you said, you have to be you have to be ready for that. I think people underestimate the sheer size of the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think you, for us, uh, again, family of five, all all daughters, we are easily putting in seven to eight miles a day. That's that's a standard average yeah. walking period, and, that's, and that that's was average even when for they were littles, too. right? Like yeah. even when mm-hmm. they were littles. People need to understand that you have to build in rest breaks and, you know, reset your clock or it's it's just going to be a miserable time. Like when I say just reset your expectations, like don't be afraid of doing that. You can have the best laid out plan and think that, hey, this is this is the trip I'm going to do one, two, three and go through it. You know what? Like you need to be prepared to say, all right, we're going to pivot here in order to frankly enjoy the rest of it. Right. Um, and I think that, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Even, even when we went, uh, so on our guys trip last year to Disneyland had 
great shoes that I'd worn forever. And for whatever reason, I got crazy blisters on my yeah. feet and I just was shutting down. And I just thought, how am I the one that's shutting yeah. us down? Yeah. I thought, yeah. <laughs> you know, usually it's your kids or something like that. And it was an all guys trip. You know, we're all adults. We can go as fast as we want. And I was just so mad at myself for well, you're becoming a lightweight in your old yeah, age. Yeah, I think so. Just getting uh, weak. Outer puff. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> thankfully, uh, thankfully. We're... All right. So let's get back on track. Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, finished out the day with Happily Ever After. Yeah. So, you know, and I'll say mostly finished out the day with Happily Ever After. But that was kind of the crowning jewel of day two. Um, you know, we we intentionally skipped it on day one because we got that late Tron ride knowing that, hey, there's going to be no ifs, ands or buts, no excuses. We're hitting Happily Ever After on day two. You know, over the years, I've gotten really pretty good at being able to get a good spot to watch fireworks, knowing like when it is you need to get there and also recognizing that um, you show up to the hub and you're thinking, oh, crap, it's full. And then you just start walking towards the back like, you know, our experiences together, the three of us have taught us, no, no, there's always room for more out there and there's probably a lot of dead space. And so, you know. I was not afraid when, frankly, we showed up actually 30 minutes before the show, which is generally enough time to get out in the middle of the hub, to be honest. And it was like beyond packed. Like I haven't actually seen fireworks what looked like this crowded since probably the pre-crowds. And why that was surprising was because I talked about the crowds were not heavy. So literally this was a time where you're like, okay, everyone in Magic Kingdom is here for this. Look, that's a testament to happily ever after, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's also tells you a little bit about why um, wishes just didn't just didn't do it for most people because the crowds were not thick like this, and that's when crowd levels were higher. So it was huge. Um, we we pushed ourselves in there, got really really close. In fact, probably I think too close. Um, I think that it's uh, and this is a pro tip. In the center of the hub, you have the great partner statue right which is Walt and Mickey you want to be behind that you don't want to be in front of it we were in we were right in front of it and and that meant that we had an amazing view of the castle but it also meant that the top of the castle actually obstructed the view of some of the fireworks directly in the center how could that be well it was and so if we were probably back maybe 15 or 20 feet it would have changed that experience not to say it wasn't an amazing view okay but we would have been able to see more of the skyline and the vista there. So can I just do a side little a side story? I got to share this. Um, so we went in April this past year. We were there three days, kind of like your trip. I told my girls and my wife, I said, I don't care what y'all do. We can go on whatever rides everybody wants. But at every night, I'm going to happily ever after. That was like my absolute must do activity. And we, we kind of like what you were saying. We set expectations beforehand. Hey, what are your top three, four rides? And so anyways, mine was mine was happily ever after. And so it was great because each night we started, you know, we started in the middle of the hub. Then the next night it was just my wife and I. We actually got inside the the statue, like you said, the partnership statue. And then on the very last night, and this is what I wanted to share. Very last night we were there. We decided, hey, we're going to get out of the park early once the fireworks are over. So we were way back almost to where Main Street, you know, starts. Yeah. And 
it just so happened that I was standing there and there was a guy with his two daughters and he's holding them on the side of his, you know, kind of that hip hold that you do when your daughter's probably a little bit too old to be held, but they were too short to just stand there and see it from that far back down Main Street. Anyways, so I didn't want it to be weird, but it was just like the most perfect picturesque shot of this girl, his daughter, and this dad. He's holding her, and at one moment, she turns and like looks at her daddy and like kind of puts her hand on his cheek and just gives him a little kiss, and I'm just like snapping photos with my phone. And so after the fireworks is over, I kind of tapped him and his wife on the shoulder, and I'm like, dude, I don't want this to be weird. But I took these pictures because it was just so magical. And like the wife started getting tears in her eyes as I started showing her on my phone. So I'm like, look, again, not trying to be a weirdo. I'll text these to you and I will. You can watch me delete them off my phone. But I thought this is just too precious of a moment to let slip by. And it was just. It was magical for me. It was way magical for them. Then they told me, they shared with me, it was the last night of their trip and they were just catching the fireworks before they they went. It was so awesome. It was just one of those moments at Disney where like time stands still and you're like, dude, if I could live in this moment. Yeah. You know, that's what it was for the dad. Not for me, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, But for that dad to be in that moment with his daughter, you know, watching the fireworks and it's just like, amazing that's what makes disney what it is and look i mean that's why we call this escape to the magic right like isn't that kind of the the crux of this whole purpose Mm -hmm. of why we kind of gather it's to be able to kind of share these stories and talk about our experiences you know one of the things that that every time i go to these fireworks shows i'm just so remiss at the number of people who are out there and they've got their phones up like recording the whole thing i'm like guys you're missing it like look around like you put the phone up and you are fixed on just one thing and that's your screen yeah and you're now watching something through a screen but if you look around there are magical things happening throughout here throughout the crowds of the people as you watch is you watch these kids, right? <clears throat> Sorry. Um, you watch them have a moment, have an experience with family and the memories that they create. It's unreplicatable. It's just unreplicatable to gather people together and to feel those kinds of things together. And and that's why for us, it just like you, Dak, it's important. We do we do the fireworks, right? Because it's just one of those experiences. And I've listen. I've done the fire experience where the children, it was not magical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've all been there. (laughs) Right? So I'm not saying it's going to be like this every single time. Like, I've done the ones where the kid's on the shoulder and, like, he does not want to be on the shoulder. And, frankly, I don't want him to either. But I'm trying to force an experience to happen. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. But these things do happen. And, you know... It was just so awesome to watch Happily Ever After, to watch, you know, and I always tear up every time Tinkerbell flies off the castle every single time because of the way that show is presented, right, and and what it does to you and the way it kind of stirs the heart. Um, so having said that, it was cool. You know, we were probably a little bit later than we should have been based on how big the crowd had already gotten to kind of force our way in, but we did it. Um, and, and my oldest went off. He's like, well, I'm going to go find some snacks, right? He, you know, cause we were there 30 minutes early. He's like, I want some popcorn. I want a drink. And I'm like, okay. 
Um, my concern at that point is like, are you going to be able to get in here? Right. Because now all of a sudden the cast members were starting to kind of block mm-hmm. things off. And, you know, they get to a point where they're like, look, we're not letting any more people in. You can't go by. Um, and then there's so many people. I'm like, how's he going to find us? Um, you know, my my number two son is six foot two. He'll can he can find anybody. My number one son is like five foot nine. OK, it's going to be a little more difficult for him to figure out where they are. And I'm not the only bald guy there in the park. So you can't just look for the shiny dome. Right. right? <laughs> but he found us. We watched it. It was amazing. And the best part was, is we knew our night wasn't over. So we we set out on a mission. Quick question. Do, do your sons feel this way or the same way that you do about the fireworks show, about Happily Ever After? I think that they do. And, and the reason I think they do, they've never really said as much. But here's how you can tell. When you say we're doing this, there's never even a question of, Mm -hmm. but I want to do something else instead, right? It was, yeah, how are we going to put the rest of our plans in in motion to make this work? And we had plans. So, um, you know, pro tip is if you want to ride seven dwarves, you just do it at the end of the day, right? Because the, and the wait time will be posted high. I promise you it won't be that high. And so that was kind of our plan was, okay, after fireworks, park closed at 10, fireworks at 9:15 so you you know they were supposed to be at 9 but they ended up pushing to 9:15 because we've had weather delays and stuff throughout the day and so um which scared me a little bit i'm like oh crap are they going to cancel it and we're going to miss it because we skipped it the first night you know didn't really that was not part of my equation but it is what <laughs> it is and um so we were going to go hit seven dwarves and my oldest was like dude I want to go ride Tron again. <laughs> right. And I'm like, that's nice, but we've already ridden it twice. Like it can't, it can't be done. He's like, he's like, I bet if we just go ask, maybe we can get in there. And this was one where I'm like, no, it's not happening. It's just not going to happen. But I was not going to stop him from being bold enough to go up to a cast member and try and sweet talk his way in. He failed, <laughs> but he did it. Right. Which is a big which is a big deal. Yeah. Right. Just having the courage to be like, hey, you know, we we really want to. Can we get in? And at Disney World, you never know. You don't. You don't know. They may I, just I, say yes to that. I've question. had plenty of experiences. Yeah. And that's and he knows it because we've lived through that. We've lived through going up to a cast member and asking for something that should not be possible and then being like, yeah, go ahead. Part of the magic. And so um, now the thing is, I think he picked the wrong cast member to ask. We asked basically before you get up to the queue gate, right? And uh, she's like, unfortunately, we're full. And I'm like, all right, she's she's in robot mode just repeating <laughs> the thing, right? He needed to go up and kind of sweet talk someone else. He's a good looking boy. He should have found... Should have found the right one. Yeah. That's okay. So we didn't get in. <laughs> but what that meant was is like, oh crap, we gotta get over there to seven dwarves because by the time fireworks were done, it's almost nine forty five. Park's closing at ten. So imagine this. We run from fireworks, get through the crowd to get over to Tron to go all the way up there to be told no to now have to run to seven dwarves. We got there. We got there in time. It was like nine fifty seven. We got in line, still posted for 90 minutes. Wow. I will say that this was probably actually just from the length of the line. It's the longest I'd ever seen at that hour that late in the park day. Um, was it wrapped around to it was Grotto? It was pretty much actually, all, it was not outside of the queue, but it was pretty much right at the gate, right? So it, it was long. But I looked at it and I said, 
It's not 90 minutes. I right. bet it's 30 and mark it down. That's exactly what it was. It was like 29 minutes and 30 seconds. We timed it from walking in to getting on the ride. And so that's what we did day two. We closed it out, hit seven dwarves. Everything went according to plan. Excellent. Not a bad way to end ten, the night. Ten mile, ten mile day that day. So 15 the day, first day, 10 miles the second day. That included big break in the middle, went over to the Polynesian for lunch, went back to the hotel, got rained out at the pool, <laughs> and then and then came back. So there was probably a break from, I don't know, we probably were not in the park from about noon to 4.30, and we still got 10 miles in that wow. day. Yeah. Heavy day. Long day. All right, so heading into day three, you're back to Epcot, right? Starting off, yeah. So, um, so, so we changed our plans up while we were in the Seven Dwarves line. All of a sudden, um, because originally we had we had had our park reservation for Magic on day three, because the plan was, look, we were trying to maximize Tron. But there was one thing the kids, they really, really wanted to go and hit Rise of the Resistance. It's something we have skipped intentionally our last few trips. Um, you know, uh, it, it was not one that was a priority to do an individual lightning lane and pay for. And and the wait time and the standby line was just one where you're like, ah, you know, I've done this enough where I just don't feel like that that time is worth it. And so um, we switched it up a little bit. And I said, what if we do this? Let's um, let's book an Epcot for day three, okay? And then what we'll do is when I wake up to get our, our normal stuff, I'll jump in the virtual queue really fast for Guardians, big deal, and then I'll go buy our way onto Tron and pick our time, and then I'll buy our way onto Rise of the Resistance. Nice. So day three is another three-park day for us wow. is what that turned into. And guys, I can't tell you, you know, praise be to the creator of the atomic clock, <laughs> <laughs> but it works. And, uh, and we got in there. I think we were, we were boarding group like 25 or something like that for guardians. And at that point I knew it was like, this is all going to work out exactly the way, the way we need it to. Um, we were flying home that day. So, so even though our flight was after all of the parks would close. You still have to get to the airport and you don't ever know what that's going to look like. Um, but we were going to, we were going to push it as far as we could. You know, we carried on all of our stuff so we didn't have to worry about checking bags that made it easier. So we hit Epcot in the morning and it's kind of just rinse and repeat. And we hit as much as we possibly could. Um, we also wanted to make sure that we had ample time to, to hit some shops and do some shopping. So and, do you guys, so Soren, did you do Soren? We we did Soren again. Test track. Yeah, so we did we did Soren on the first day, and we did Soren again on day three because there's a certain point where you're doing stuff and you're filling up your your lightning lanes, and you're like, okay, I got a little bit of dead space here. What do we do? Uh, Soren's always short, so we went and did Soren. Um, we did test track, uh, walked on through the single rider line. Never been in a line so short, like. The outdoor line was like wrapped around and around and around and you're watching all these people get in there. And, you know, those of us that know, know that if single riders open, you just do it, you know, unless you've got little kids that you've got to stick with, who cares? Split up, go enjoy. I'm not joking. We literally walked all the way on that line out there was 120 minutes. Quick question. Is the design studio back up and working? Design studio is up and working. 
It is up and working. That was always a fun part of if you're waiting in line. Yeah. To get to do that. Yeah. But, you know, the trick is if you're going to go ride single rider, well, then you go in through the gift shop. You go hit a design studio machine in there mm-hmm. because they've got all those interactive experiences. Save it to your magic band and you can still, you know, register your own car um, when you go in and ride it in the single rider line. Because as you stand there, you just scan your band. Nice. Pro tip. So pro tip there, you know, you don't have to get the full experience only through the ordinary queue. You can still get the full experience the other way, too. Then you head over to Hollywood. We hit hit Frozen Ever After. Okay. Um, That was an important one. The boys were on board with that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we we enjoy it. It's that's good. Yeah, that is that's a great ride. It is. That's for anyone. That's a great it is. ride. Adult, kid, boy, girl. It's and a that ride. actually was my, uh, you know, my that was my seven a.m. Lightning Lane selection for the park that morning. Was let me grab Frozen because that's a line that kind of backs up. I will say that you know, with Frozen, the only thing I regret about using a Lightning Lane is you you miss going through Oak and Sana. <laughs> that is the greatest. That is probably like, my, I could that might be my that whole favorite part for like five or ten minutes, right? Like just <laughs> that is the best part. In fact, I get kind of mad when yeah, I get kind of mad when the line is moving. I'm like, no, I'm not done. He's yeah. making steam faces. Well, it's right one now. of this one of those rides that if you have to wait 45 minutes, it's not a terrible wait. It's there's a lot to look yeah. at. It's very yeah. charming inside there. Yeah, the only time I you know, and I won't, I don't mind the wait on that one as long as the the line doesn't extend outside into the yeah. unshaded area. If I if I can wait inside the entire time, that's no big deal for me. Well, you, but, you can apply that logic to all the rides. If you have to wait outside, I don't know. I mean, mm. there's some of them though that provide more shade, more foliage, like stuff like that. You know, um, well, you know, to a degree. I don't know. Slinky Dog's one I don't like waiting for at all. It smells because <laughs> the people smell. Slinky <laughs> Dog is rough because it it winds and snakes back on itself so many times. Yeah. Every time you turn the corner, you're like, okay, we're almost there. And you're just like, no. Very deceiving. Yeah. So, um, so that's really kind of the day. I mean, we, we hit it, we hit it really hard. Um, you know, we went from Epcot over to Hollywood. We did what we wanted to do at Hollywood. We got in rock and roller coaster. Um, we, we, um, I mean, we hit everything that we wanted to hit that day. Finished it out at Magic Kingdom by hitting Tron literally right at the end. I mean, that was pretty much we walked into Magic Kingdom at the end of the day. We decided, OK, yeah, I, I got some lightning links. We hit Space Mountain a couple times. We had our Tron virtual queue or uh, Tron lightning, uh, individual lightning lane ready to go and uh, hit Space Mountain, I think, again. Um, and, and and that was it. Headed back to the resort, got to the airport uh, fewer miles that day. It was only like eight miles on our last day. Um, but you know, when it compressed time frame, you know, really, really happy with how the whole thing turned out. This for me goes down as probably one of my top trips ever. Oh, I mean, it just, it was just, it was so cool to be there with, with my oldest two sons and we just experienced it all, loved every minute of it. No complaints, no breakdowns, no meltdowns, no nothing. It was awesome. And what the listeners cannot see right now are the glistening eyes of Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. we've for, we've all been there. Yeah. We've all been there with our kids, with our families. And yeah. you, 
like Dak's story with the, the family at the, at the fireworks and listening to you, Randy, I've had those same experiences where you're just, you're with your kids and you're like, man, I, okay, I'm tearing up. I'm tearing up, like watching Happily Ever After, just watching my kids walk in front of me, holding hands. Like this is, it's such an amazing place that you, you just, you have those little tender moments with your family that are yeah. unforgettable. So, well, did you guys have any, any good dining options that last day? No. So that was a, that was a day, no ADRs that day. Right. Cause this was, we, we knew we were just going to have to cram everything in as much as we can to tell you the truth. I don't even remember where or what we ate that day. Um, honestly, <laughs> I, I just, I've been trying to think about this, you know, this is about a month ago for me now. And I'm trying to think, I was like, what did we go and eat that day? I don't remember. That was not the highlight of the day. We probably just ate snacks and crap and junk. Um, mostly is what I think. I do remember we, we had McDonald's at the airport. Nice. <laughs> wait, wait, you know, the good old Southwest, the trip, the, the good old Southwest terminal there at MCO. There and, go. uh, you know, while we're, while we're waiting for that, some lady, she, they gave, they basically doubled her order. So she just comes over. She's like, Hey, you want an extra Big Mac? And we're all like, no, <laughs> yeah. but you know, what do you say? And she's like, they gave me too many. Here you go. You know, she was just looking at my boys like, Oh, you're such nice boys. And yeah. you know, um, so man, that sounds like an awesome trip. So any, any on the horizon, you know, we, we don't have, we do and we don't. So, um, it, but it's far, it's far away. So I already know that there'll be something else in there. We, you know, obviously we're talking about our guys trip for this year, what that'll look like. The next schedule one we have as a family is right after New Year's. We're trying to figure out how or if we want to adjust that. The tricky part is, is that um, our annual pass is the DVC uh, annual pass, which is called the Sorcerer. Um, Sorcerer is basically the same as a Florida resident, which means that there are some blackout days on there there's only like five but it just so happens that this trip that we had planned was one of those that that pretty much the first couple of days were blacked out so we're like i don't know do we move it do we adjust it do we hit universal those days you know is it is it super smart and cost effective right now with the way this economy is and all sorts of other stuff with as often as we go that's the closest we've got but i'm sure there's going to be something in between so we have been kicking around the idea. Actually, we've been kicking it around for a couple of years, but my wife is really starting to get serious about a potential Europe trip. Yeah, Paris. And so, yeah, we are we are really getting serious about potentially Disneyland Paris, which I cannot tell you how stoked I am. I might just leave my family in England <laughs> and just say, I'll catch up with you in yeah, France. Yeah. Like, go, go hit the channel and, uh, yeah, you know, do just, your thing. Uh, Anyways, so more to come on that, but and then definitely we've got to start to like, I need something on the horizon, fellas. Yeah, yeah, like I, I do need too. some yeah. sort of like target. Days are getting longer and harder. <laughs> feel like uh, there needs to be some sort of, even if it's never going to happen, if we just said, oh yeah, December 8th, we will be in the parks. Yeah. Something for us to... Uh, Aim for. Yeah. Well, I think so. Talking to my wife, I think we're we're headed out there Thanksgiving, but Thanks. not for Disney. We are kicking the idea around of getting our Universal passes back. 
Really? Oh, so, okay. so we, we, we let those go a year or two ago and, um, you know, speaking of, you know, cost, I yeah. mean, the, the price for a family of five to get annual passes at Universal is pretty much the cost of one person to get an annual pass at Disney World. So, yeah. um, so that, that's on the horizon for us. We're considering Thanksgiving going back out. There. Nice. But the guy's trip, hey, yeah, we got to plan that. It's coming. We it's know coming. it. Yeah. All right. Great trip report. Um, let's get into our magical scenarios. So uh, Ryan brought up, much to the chagrin of Randy, <laughs> the marry, date, and dump option. So basically the way this works is very simple. If you have girls, you understand. Randy does so not. I do so I do not. Yeah, Randy does not. So this we had to explain this. But just to uh, play along with the listeners, basically you pick three options. One you marry, which is you love it, you're going to keep it. Uh, the other is date, like the middle ground, and the last one you dump is in. Uh, you're not good you know, enough. You're for not going to do it. Doesn't make the cut. Now the the trick I think is to find three really attractive, very good looking rides or attractions or shows or whatever, so that it makes it that much tougher. Mm. So I thought of some while we were talking here. So here's here's my merry date and dump. You ready? So first one is you have front row seats to World of Color out at California Adventure. Option two is Happily Ever After. And option three is Fantasmic. So I don't know if you know this or not, but they actually switched up the new the new Fantasmic show in Epcot is different than it's been in the past. It's been a few years since I've yeah, seen it. Yeah, yeah. It's a new show, so basically. A new show. Mm-hmm. So that's my Mary Dayton Dump. So uh World of Color, which if you haven't seen it, is amazing. I know all three of us have. And then, uh, wait, did you see it while we were in Disneyland? I was standing right next to you, Dad. Yes. All right. <laughs> Perfect. It was a memorable moment for me as well. Uh, okay. So we, we, we brushed color, shoulders wait, a few wait, times. Wait, what, what's your name? Have, yeah. have we met before? <laughs> and you are, uh, okay. So World of Color, Happily Ever After, and Fantasmic. That's a no-brainer. Happily Ever After, you're marrying yeah. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, I have not seen the new Fantasmic, so I will base this on the old Fantasmic, which I would I will date Fantasmic. World of Color, I enjoyed, but I could I could give it up. Hmm. Yeah, um, for me, yeah, I agree. Obviously, you you <laughs> feel like a 14-year-old girl. I'm gonna marry happily ever after. <laughs> <clears throat> um yeah, so so that's the top one there, happily ever after. Um I'll say world of color is not my favorite. I, I, it's okay, but I am okay without it. Would I dump it? I don't know. I mean, that seems pretty harsh, but am I interested in like a second date? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if there's no other options out there and I don't want to go by myself to the movies, I guess we'll go together. Um, the Finding Nemo show, and <laughs> <laughs> I'll be at the Frozen sing along. No, yeah. um, Fantasmic. This is going to surprise you. I've never seen it. What in any form? Okay, um, never been. And the reason why is Hollywood Studios typically it ends up on one of our days where, like, that's the day we're leaving. So we're rarely there to close down Hollywood Studios, but when we are, we're on a thrill attraction. So I've never seen it. 
Um, it is on the list of things to experience for sure, especially because I hear really positive reviews of that. So, I mean, I guess I'd be interested in a first date. So quick, yeah. quick story about Fantasmic. So uh, this must have been four or five years ago. I was there with my middle daughter, just us two, and we got to Fantasmic a little early. Anyway, I think that stadium, sit, that arena sits about, I don't know, 5,000? Yeah, a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's full. So it was filling up, and they were playing Don't Stop Believing by Journey, and the crowd started doing the wave back and forth. And it was an amazing. I'm sitting there with my daughter. I'm like, hey, this is actually pretty fantastic. And the show hasn't even started yet, and I'm already feeling this magical vibe yeah. from the music, from the crowd. Everyone was into it. Anyway, second time, not so great. First time, second <laughs> no, time we got there, we're like we were no really late. We had a bad seat. We could see only see half the half the show. Anyway, but the first time was fantastic. Yeah. So, okay. All right. So I have one. You, yeah. Well, just super quick. So mine would actually oh, be yeah. You got to play after, right after. Uh, Obviously, my number one. I would. I think I would go to Disney just to watch. If you said you could go to Disney, but you can only watch Happily Ever After, I'd be done. I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and then I I really enjoy World of Color. For whatever reason, I just love the show, um, and then saw Fantasmic again. Not a, not a hate sort of situation, but of the three, I'll take World of Color. All right, I got to put Randy on the spot here. We teased this earlier mm. before we started recording. All right, so Space Mountain, Tron, Cosmic Rewind. Which one are you marrying? Which one are you dumping? Oh my god! Which one are you going to date? Wow! I think I know the answer to this. I just want to wow. hear you say. Wow. <laughs> that is that is so unkind. Yeah. So to add the wrinkle, I that's like that's like you yeah. know putting husband on the stand and saying, you know, did you cheat on your wife? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you're actually on a trip and those options are available, but you only get two of the three. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, guys. This is actually pretty easy for me, although it does feel harsh. But uh, Cosmic Rewind's at the top for me, so I'm, you know that's the Mary. Uh, Tron is very high, definitely date. And if I have to give one up, sorry, Space Mountain, you're too old. Okay. Wow, <laughs> I'm upgrading to a younger model. <laughs> All right, so I will go Tron. That that to me is an absolute top five ride right now in my. Uh, my bucket list of of rides and then whew, really don't enjoy either of the remaining so i will probably go with space as my date and dump guardians guardians uh well you kind of did a number on me I, yeah. I i really want to go back and give it one more try yeah i'm a little bit nervous though that it'll ruin my day so it's that you know, and that's just so weird to me. I, um, I, I've now at this point lost count of how many times I've ridden that attraction. Never yeah. once have I, never once have I gotten off, yeah, feeling even the slightest bit woozy. And you guys know, like, it doesn't take any, it takes yeah. nothing for me to get kind of woozy. And so I don't know if it's because. I am screaming at the top of my lungs the entire ride so much that maybe that kind of offsets the <laughs> right. lack of equilibrium. But um, I love that ride so much. And, you know, we got new songs this last time we wrote it. Um, and that kind of changed the experience again because it was almost a new ride for us where, you know, we've been we've been mired in the um, in the conga and in September 
And while those are fine songs, like I wanted something new and uh, we got some new stuff. And so it was awesome. Awesome. The fun thing I heard about that ride. I don't know if it's true. I heard this on another podcast. Oh, I bet I, I bet I know where you're going about with the, this. About the trash cans. Oh, no. The, all the trash cans throughout the resort have the openings on the side. Except at Cosmic Rewind with the openings on top in case you have to get off and vomit. Well, I have some, I'll have one up you on this one. They actually redesigned the tops of those trash cans after the first week the ride was open. Oh. To make them more accessible. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also the one attraction where you'll find the most number of trash cans immediately at the exit of the ride. Mm. So you're not the only one Dad. Yeah, I, I know I've read a, this, me, a lot of people have said that it gets them it gets them sick. To me it's shocking just because because it hasn't happened to me and right. usually this does I mean I I get I get woozy on rock and roller coaster expedition Everest really messes me up like you guys know when we do that one I'm like give me a sprite right now like I got to yeah. and that's despite the dramamine and everything and this one I'm like woo <laughs> let's do it again <laughs> Well, you haven't been on yeah. Guardians. No, so. I can't answer my own question. Yeah. I've yeah. not been on Guardians or Tron. Yeah, yet. that's right. Answer the question yeah, anyways. Guys. So my, because I like long rides, I probably yeah. would put Guardians first. Yeah. Um, and I, Tron is, I mean, just based off, the, I love the movie so yeah. much that yeah. I, I'm looking forward to riding Tron eventually. And then I love space, but kind of like what you said, Randy, it's, it's you know, not, not out with the old and with the new, but. You know, it's it's time for a refresh. It's time for a refresh. It's like, a, it's still it's still a fantastic ride. It's a fan, it's a great ride, but it's time for a refresh. Two things at Walt Disney World would catapult space back up to its glory, right? Two things, right? On a refresh, one, add music. Okay, long overdue. It's the only one that doesn't have it of all the parks. Okay, and two, you can upgrade the track system to be smoother, right? We yeah. know we know how to do it. It's probably not going to be that that much work comparatively speaking you know it'll be down for a year while they kind of do that refurb but you can keep the same exact configuration you don't have to change any of that just build it with newer technology on the track to make the ride smoother and you'll elevate it like a million times over what it is mm-hmm. did, did we have when we were at disneyland i can't remember if it was with y'all or with my family did we have hyper space mountain yeah. where they have the star wars yeah yeah, it just and it changes the whole that, experience. It changes right? the whole experience. Well, and I'll tell you, at Christmas time, they'll do for the Christmas parties. They'll do the same thing, and this was cool because they put lights in there, right, and strobes and everything. Like, dude, that's the best Space Mountain's ever been for me. Is yeah. at Christmas time, and the music doesn't matter. It's just deck the halls blaring like as loud <laughs> as it possibly can with strobe lights. Awesome. Oh, that is awesome. All right, do you got a? You got one a scenario? Uh, Mary date dump. Not you on the spot with this new girly game. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's let's see what you do with Slinky Dog, Big Thunder Mountain, Seven Dwarves. Wow. Well, I got that's actually pretty easy for me. So Big Thunder is my number one. I think Big Thunder is my number one ride. Period. Mm. Like I just absolutely love that ride. Um, well, it's the wildest ride in the wilderness. It is the wildest <laughs> ride in the wilderness. Um, and then I will probably go Slinky, too, and then dump Seven Dwarves. And I love Seven Dwarves. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But if you're taking in the whole experience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think for me, that's my order. Seven okay. Dwarfs needs to, be, needs to be about twice as long. And that in my order would change a little, but I'm with you. Same order, Big Thunder, then Slinky, then Seven Dwarfs. Big Thunder is probably my top in my top three. Yeah, this, I guess this wasn't as hard as I thought. I, I, I agree completely <laughs> with all of you. I have said this for forever. You know, Seven Dwarves is is like Kayla's favorite ride. Um, but I just can't get over the fact that I wait so long for so little, right? And I guess that's one of those where you're just like, ah, we just, we missed the mark somewhere. We just missed the mark somewhere because it's such an amazing ride, which is why the line is so long, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, You've got to deliver more if the line's going to be that long. And I think they knew the line would be that long because they designed a queue specifically to accommodate a line that would be that long. And so that's that's kind of a big miss on my part. This is also why I'm a big fan of I wish we would go to more virtual queues on all sorts of rides, right? Company is missing out on millions of dollars in food, in merchandise sales by having people stand in lines and do nothing. I've heard your th- I've heard your theory on this. I mean, yeah, you know, if you're listening, Bob. <laughs> I'm open to work. Now, last tidbit on so on Seven Dwarves. So we were there. My youngest two daughters. We were there January of 2021. So this was they had just reopened. You know, six months prior, the, the parks were not crowded at all. Right after Christmas, Seven Dwarves. We did it three times in a row. Did not even have to get off. So that yeah. was fun. That yeah. made that wow. made that, that made the ride yeah. seem more yeah, fun. Absolutely. Just. We do it. We stay on. There's nobody in line because the parks are empty. Can we go again? Oh, sure. Yeah. Let us go again. Did it three times in a row. Yeah. That was fun. That would be awesome. Still can't overtake Big Thunder. Slinky. Well, great show. Good good trip recap. Uh, Looking forward to the next one. And I think next week we're going to try and do a game. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. We hope this was a nice escape to the magic for you and we look forward to you listening to the next show bye bye bye